He sat up in his open window, looking quietly down at the path. A firefly flew in his room and flew right out again. Down jumped the prince, and he went again to find his radio. This is Jenny. And this is Amanda. And we're from Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. Every second and fourth Tuesday of the month here on WGXC, Acre, Hudson, Catskill, 90.7 FM. You can find all about the Hudson-based circus, the Bindlestiff Family Circus, on the WGXC community calendar. They're hosting the Bindlestiff Circus's Summer of Joy 2022 in Hudson with five different programs for youth ages 6 through young adults, including circus art intensives for youth and participation in the Hudson Black Arts and Cultural Festival Parade. Also work on costume design and fabrication. They host the Hudson Juggling Club at Waterfront Wednesdays in Hudson and a restorative justice facilitation training with the Hudson Youth Center and the Restorative Center of Newburgh. These programs run from June 29th to August 24th, you can find out more on the WGXC community calendar online at WGXC.org. WGXC underwriting support is provided in part by Sun Common, supporting vibrant communities across New York for over 15 years, offering custom solar installations for homes, farms, and businesses. Information at suncommon.com. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Marcus de Grazia Acupuncture of Austerlitz, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Greene and Columbia counties. Become a WGXC sustaining supporter today. Go to WGXC.org and click donate. Thank you for your support. Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda a twice-monthly show every second and fourth Tuesday of the month from 7 to 8, where Jenny and I chit-chat about movies. We pick a theme for each show, and then we talk about the movies that we watched that we didn't tell each other about. Um, And that's about it. And before we get into it, we're going to tell you about what's playing in the theaters right now. And I'm going to start with the Wyndham Movie Theater in Wyndham, New York. Uh, We have the new Baz Luhrmann Elvis movie. We have Jurassic Park, uh, Jur- <laughs> Jurassic World, World yep. <laughs> yep, yep, you got it. <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, no, the, um, there's no title on the poster. They're, they just show the poster on their website and there's no title on the poster. You're on your own. <laughs> um, and then we have Disney and Pixar's Lightyear. So those, those are the three movies playing at the Wyndham Theater in Wyndham, New York. You can find out more at windhamtheater.com that's w-i-n-d-h-a-m theater.com i'm going to tell you about what's playing at spotlight cinemas in hudson which is otherwise known as the multiplex on fairview oh we have the black phone elvis lightyear top gun maverick jurassic world dominion doctor strange and the multiverse of madness and minions the rise of Gru. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so you can find out those specific showtimes at uh, spotlightcinemas.com slash Hudson. You can also just Google Spotlight Cinemas Hudson and that'll get you there too. Nice. I The, the fascination that this nation, I guess, and actually the world <laughs> has with Minions is just... I mean, is there a long paper about it or a book? Or... Great question. People because... love 
minions. I know. I know. It's almost like a toy mania kind of thing, but uh, it's just memes and pictures. Yeah. Even (laughs) my mom loves the minions. She does not, she does not do any of like the memes, like, you know, like a lot of like uh, some older people on Facebook, like, Yeah. but she just really likes the movies. And I find that so very sweet. I know. What is it? It's People weird. Are really drawn to them. People love the minions. I find it so fascinating. Ugh, we'll have to dive deep dive into that another time. Yes, some, someday we'll do. We'll we'll do an un uh, an unpacking of the minions. Minion, minions only episode. Yeah, perfect. Can't wait. Um, all right. So I'm going to tell you about what's playing um, this week. Oh my gosh, this week at the highway drive-in they are now open (gasps) every night except monday nights yay so this is the shows for friday through thursday june 24th to june 30th um we have on screen one jurassic world dominion and top gun maverick screen two disney's lightyear and doctor strange and the multiverse of madness Screen three is The Black Phone and Jurassic World Dominion. And screen four is Elvis and A Star is Born. Hmm. And you can find out more at highwaydrivin.com. That's H-I-W-A-Y drivin.com. I will now tell you about what's playing at the Crandall in Chatham. As always, it's many things with very specific dates. So we have Top Gun Maverick, Crimes of the Future, Hit the Road, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, The Biggest Little Farm, Bitterbrush, The Wobblies, Elvis, The Phantom of the Open, not how I thought that sentence would end, (laughs) Uh, and then a couple of other things that are all coming later in the month, so I will let you find out about those for yourself, Uh, and you can look up those specific showtimes at crandalltheater.org. I feel like they're always playing Biggest Little Farm. I don't even know what the, I'm like, I'm sure I've read those words more than once, but I simply can't, and they don't stay. <laughs> it's a documentary about a couple that buys a farm and oh. runs a farm. And I haven't, I haven't seen it well enough or I haven't seen it at all. So I don't know if it's like, I can make fun of them for being, you yeah, know, maybe it's like a really nice story types. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's not. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're, you know, not, you know. They might deserve our derision. It's really hard to tell. <laughs> it's hard to tell. I'll have to see Biggest Little Farm. Yeah. All right. So last but not least on my list of movies to tell you, movie theaters to tell you about, <laughs> um, I have Drive-In 32, otherwise known as the Greenville Drive-In. Um, and this weekend, the July 4th weekend, they are playing the Muppet movie on July 1st and July 2nd. And Midnight Run on July 2nd and July 3rd. And you can find out more about showtimes and tickets and all that at drivein32.com. Oh, God, what a great time to go to the drive-in. <clears throat> so now I shall tell you our very last theaters. Uh, it's the Upstate Theaters in Rhinebeck and Socrates. So at the Star Cinema in Rhinebeck, we have Neptune Frost, uh, Memoria, Amelie, Cat Video Fest and Brian and Charles. <laughs> I kind of want to see Brian and Charles. <laughs> I do too. It looks kind of cute. <laughs> uh, and then over at the Orpheum Theater in Sardis, we have Mr. Malcolm's List, another Cat Video Fest. Uh, RRR is playing again. Thank God. Uh, everything, <laughs> <laughs> everything Everywhere All at Once is still hanging out there if you haven't seen it yet. Elvis. Cha-Cha Real Smooth, and Jurassic World Dominion. And uh, you can find out all of that info at upstatefilms.org. Good stuff. Really good stuff. It's that time. Summertime. Blockbusters. Oh, gosh. I know. It really is a great time to go to the movies, especially the drive-in. Um, the Greenville drive-in, the movies that they're screening this weekend are oddly, circumstantially, right on theme. Jenny, what is tonight's movie theme? Why? Tonight's movie theme is road trip road trip maybe it's time we've been (laughs) (laughs) we've been uh, we've been keeping road movies slash road trips as a theme in our back pocket since the very day we started this radio show and it was finally time we're like it's almost july it's the it's summer's here it's time to get out there hit the road 
and uh, watch a bunch of movies that are in like the widest genre possible and they're all fun it's such a good good storytelling tradition totally it's a good frame for the story um I mean any kind of journey obviously we've been writing and consuming journey stories since I don't know what the Iliad or something (laughs) (laughs) earlier earlier epic of Gilgamesh yes exactly (laughs) um but you know uh it's it's really exciting. There's a lot of excellent road movies on my list, so this was a perfect excuse to knock some of them off my list. Um, I did, as I was saying before the show. There's, I was gonna try to bend the rules like I sometimes like to and um, watch movies that are about a journey, but it does, which you know. It's it's more like a road movie is a quest movie rather mm-hmm. than a journey or quest movie being a road movie. So Square I had rectangle. To, yeah, I had to stick to um, just uh, road movies. Just roads. Yeah. Plenty of plenty of journeys, plenty of quests out there on the open road. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Jenny. Yes. <laughs> do you want to tell me about? one of the movies that you watched I would love to tell you about one of the movies that I watched I watched a really weird assortment (laughs) which is just the way it goes sometimes a thing that I love about this theme is that I was like okay these are the like let me start making a list of road movies that I want to watch but then I'll also just like make a little list of some of my favorite road movies to bring up and I like I just was like oh there'll only be like three or four and then I made a list of like 20 movies that are road trip movies that I love because there's there's so many many. there's so Um, many and it just feels like they, they all kind of, there's so many different genres and so many different types of road trip movies, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. And so I watched three that are very, very different from each other. <laughs> nice. It's just the way it worked out. I didn't do it on purpose. It just happened out, uh, happened That's to good. work out that way. <laughs> That's good though. Cause I feel like, I mean, at least for <clears throat> American road movies, there is kind of a classic standard, like a lot of like hippie culture versus uh, establishment culture totally. and like traveling through um the midwest or like yeah <laughs> fairies and, yep. uh, and alienation encountering, <laughs> yep, encountering strange people yeah, <laughs> new exactly. places exactly. Uh, and the first movie I'm going to tell you about is the one that fits closest to that like American tradition but it's still like a little extra subversive I watched a movie from 1992 called The Living End um, I've heard of that that was on my list yes oh my gosh, tell me about it it's so good I have also I've been meaning to watch it forever it's a movie by Gregor Rocky who is a like queer new cinema filmmaker from like he's still alive and still like he directs like cool tv shows now which is really nice. funny <laughs> like he did an episode of Riverdale which I just simply love yay <laughs> um but he is like well known for doing these uh really super indie like stylish queer movies from like the 90s and early 2000s um and so the living end is one of those it follows these two guys uh one of whom is named luke and we spend most of the beginning of the movie with him it's like really episodic early on in the movie where he is like this he's just like this hot guy who is hitchhiking out in like la maybe it seems like they're just out in like a sun-soaked california type place um, and he keeps running into people who are really crazy <laughs> and like he also seems to be pretty crazy <laughs> so uh-huh. he um gets first he like gets picked up by these lesbians who turn out to be like murderers <laughs> and uh, attempt to kill him but get distracted and so he like takes their gun and, and runs away <clears throat> and then he like hooks up with this random guy and like goes home with him um but they are found out by the guy's wife who <laughs> I just have to tell you this specific part, even though it's not that important because I loved it. Um, So they like go home, they sleep together. The guy's wife comes home and like bursts in the door and is wearing like a super like camp fifties outfit. Like she's wearing like a big, like red and black polka dot dress with like uh, a bad wig and like a black lace veil over her face. (laughs) And she says, it's not the 70s anymore when being married to a bisexual was fashionable you can't do this she's she's really upset and it really made me laugh but then unfortunately she shoots him dead and so luke has to like get up and go again and uh after he like has another one of these crazy encounters he like 
runs into this guy who's driving named John and he like forces him to give him a ride. He's like, let me in your car. Uh, And John is the other main character. And so he takes Luke home and they like both hang out and it leads where you think it will lead when two very sexy people are hanging out with each other who are attracted to each other uh, and they have sex. And it's like, it's just very, it's like a very sweet, very funny movie. Um, However, we, the first thing that we learn about John is that he has been diagnosed with HIV because it's Mm -hmm. the early nineties. And so he is like, Luke is like very chaotic and like really uh, gets into a lot of extreme trouble and seems to be like pretty fatalistic. Mm-hmm. And John is like, just kind of like a regular guy. He's like a film um, critic and just is hanging out in his like cute little apartment. And so like the two of them together become like, they start, uh, Luke just kind of pulls him into this really chaotic world. Uh, and like, they're hanging out a lot he comes home one night because they've been just like, he's just been like living there basically. And is like, Hey, I think I killed a cop. We have to run. (laughs) And John is like, what are you literally Uh, talking about? uh... (laughs) Um, And convinces him to basically just get in the car and go. And so then the rest of the movie, like the beginning's really episodic because it is just like these weird things happening to both of them (laughs) over and over again. And then finally the, like the road trip part begins. And that I felt like, I mean, that is road trip movies are generally really episodic like that because it is kind of just a series of events happening on the road. It doesn't have like a traditional arc, like a like a three act structure. Like mm-hmm. it's just like people out on the road and like encountering thing after thing after thing, which and felt learning, really learning about themselves exactly and exactly. like bonding or whatever, <laughs> like learning yeah. about the world. And so it felt really natural for the movie to like go from that into the road trip portion. Yeah, and so. The rest is, is like, it's really fun. The description of the movie or like the, the summary is, um, describes them as going on a cross country crime spree, which is simply not correct. <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> it's one of those ones where like when I first put it on, I was expecting it to be like a natural born killers type movie where it's like these two guys and they're in love with each other. And they're just like on the road killing people stealing money or whatever and it's like it's not really like that they're both just like they're they both turn out to be HIV positive and they're both like feeling super fatalistic and like stressed out about like the brevity of life and what that means for them and so they kind of get like pulled into this really insane journey where like they're not staying anywhere for any amount of time they're just like hedonistic like eating snacks in the road like having sex all the time like having a good time while they're like just basically just like running away from this imagined thing that happened which like we only hear from Luke that he killed a cop we don't actually see it so we have no idea if that's true or like what actually Mm -hmm. happened and so that's pretty much the rest of the movie and and it's really just like the two of them having this like fairly toxic relationship with each other because Luke is so crazy and he's like he has a gun the whole time and is like really obsessively like playing with it because he is like really obsessed with the idea of dying early so that he doesn't have to suffer but John is really not like that and so it has there's like this really interesting tension between the two of them um and it's just a really beautiful movie and like I'm not going to tell you about the ending because it was like I think it might be a little too blue for me to describe on the radio before 10 p.m. And yeah. also it's just like it was so like shocking and moving nice. um, that I think that you would really enjoy it. Yeah. And I really I liked The Living End a lot. I like the beginning took me a little while to get into it because it has that like really like indie flavor, that early like 90s indie mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah. You know, like yeah. very like auteur, like subversive stuff, which is like fun. But I was like, okay, what are we uh, like what's yeah. next? Yeah. And then once the story actually gets going and like it was I found it so compelling. Nice. Um, and like both the actors in it are great. Like the main the main two actors. There are other characters, but they're kind of just like they're extras. They're not yeah. important. Um but yeah I really I enjoyed it a lot. Ugh. Thanks. Thanks, Greg. On my list, it sounds so good, and it sounds yeah. like a classic road movie. It was yeah, loving relationships, very, exactly. Like super getting like, new perspectives. Yeah. Like <laughs> on uh, driving down like you know Route sixty six or whatever. Like they're just going random places. It doesn't matter where they are. They're just on the journey to do the journey, and like they don't know <sighs> what they're doing. They don't know why they're doing it, but like oh. they're out there. Do you think that it's an allegory for life? (laughs) I know it is. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, We don't, 
don't know none, none of us know where we're going on we don't our know. road trips we don't know but yeah uh, that's uh that's the living end which um i don't think I'm trying to remember how i watched it i didn't write it down is streaming sorry one moment oh take your time while i find that out oh you can rent it it's only a dollar nice. 99 from youtube oh, easy perfect. affordable yeah and i really i liked it a lot it was my favorite of the new movies that i watched uh, were there um any well-known actors in it or just like kind of no not anybody that i recognized i i mm, yeah i don't know it's the two main characters both have really short acting careers and I did not mm. look into why or what that is. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of just indie actors and, you know. Totally. Um, but I, yeah, I just found it to be pretty thoughtful and like, um, I don't know. It's just, it was like a very beautiful movie. Really liked it, but also like kind of like trashy and in, in like a fun way. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you said, early nineties indie movies. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Yep. Some of them I try to, you know, sometimes it's hard to dive into them when you've never seen them before. Yeah, totally. Try to watch U-Turn, that movie with uh, Sean Penn and um, Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like cool and sexy, but the style is just so atrocious. It's like too much, yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, that's not what I watched though. (laughs) I watched two movies that were new to me and I loved both of them so so much um they're both ones I really had been like I said at the top of the show I'd been on my list for a long time first one I watched was Badlands from 1973 which is I love Terrence, Badlands it's so good with it's Terrence Malick's directorial debut and he also wrote and produced it and it stars a very young Martin Sheen and Sissy Spacek, as well as Warren Oates, who is also in the other movie I watched. Um, and it is very loosely based on the real life murder spree of Charles Starkweather and Carol Ann Fugit in 1958. The uh, Bruce Springsteen song Nebraska is based off of this movie, which is yes. based off of the crime, <laughs> but it's loosely based. Um, yes. <laughs> So it is about a 15-year-old girl uh, named Holly who crosses paths with a older boy named Kit. Um, and they he he is a strange kid. Charlie she or Martin Sheen um as Kit is so good. He's he's clearly not well and is a very strange boy. He's unbelievably beautiful. They keep saying throughout the movie that he looks like James Dean and he mm-hmm. really does. He's he's truly truly gorgeous. Um and you know, sweeps her off her feet. She's only 15. <laughs> um and he is mysterious and real like bad boy, you know, bad boy energy. Um and their romance starts out all fine except for one night when uh, Holly's dad stands in the way of them being together and Kit murders Holly's father Warren Oates and that starts them on a cross-country killing spree which really it's just um, ultimately Holly being essentially kidnapped by Kit because he is very dangerous and she's very young and does not know how to flee his side um but they are also very strange to both of them are kind of strange and precocious and um have kind of uh mis- emotions that are mysterious to the viewer um, yeah totally cuz she she definitely de- you know, realizes that she is um his captive but uh you know will still has has her moments where she's like i don't know we had fun <laughs> um but yeah, so they are on the run and uh, Kit, who is the one who's truly unhinged, is just going further and further down, digging himself further and further into his own grave by uh, killing more and more people, police officers, random people, friends of his. <laughs> um, but it is absolutely beautiful to look at. It is sweet in its strange and complicated way um yeah it's really it's a lovely lovely piece of course like so many American road trip movies it's um 
driving through the the west and it's gorgeous uh yeah i i'm not gonna say more about the ending either because it also has a nice punchy sweet ending um and i i loved badlands yes oh i'm so glad i actually totally forgot about badlands it's such a beautiful movie it's so gorgeous (laughs) yeah i love it's like the i don't i'm not like hugely into terrence malick but like his ability to shoot natural scenes is like so unparalleled (laughs) yeah yeah and what a way to display that with this movie for his directorial debut totally um you know and of course just like wonderful car shots um the two main characters main actors sissy spacek who's also just totally stunning and martin sheen like really making the two of them just look so glowing and gorgeous you know like i'm I feel like I'm 15 and falling in love with a bad boy. Yeah. Also like falling in love with a baton twirling girl from down the street, you know, it's, like, <laughs> totally. and it's really, it's very beautiful. Um, yeah. And yeah, I was so impressed with both of their, their, um, their characters, their, both of their acting and particularly just was really uh, drawn in by Martin Sheen's character, who is, who he just really, I think plays very he's playing very well somebody who is uh just I guess to the average person just very very strange but clearly very very unwell yeah he's troubled Um, yeah very unwell (laughs) um it was great and that is also streaming for purchase um on uh YouTube oh nice yeah so that was Badlands from 1973 uh it's really just a gorgeous piece I am thinking about it all the time yeah oh I'm so glad also a great summer movie and that's the thing that's cool about road trip movies is that a lot of them are hot summer movies because it's like you're not gonna try and road trip in the winter time there's snow everywhere no way man exactly it's that hot summer sun yeah and they're almost always I mean again at least for the the tradition of the American road movie they are almost always it's about the west yeah, entering totally. the west so it's dry and hot with a big sky and a big sun everybody's sweaty sweaty and they have their windows rolled all the way down perfect uh so oh, romantic so yeah, capital R I romantic I'm gonna cry. I'm like, <laughs> yeah oh. it's a great theme <laughs> such a good theme oh. okay I'm gonna tell you about the second movie I watched which is not in the American tradition at all. Yeah. Not related. It does not take place in the summer. It's none of these things that we just described. Yes. Nothing whatsoever. I want to know. I watched it and was like, is this a road trip movie? And then, indeed, there was a lot of driving. Um, nice. I, okay. I really challenged myself, I guess, by watching a movie that was in black and white and in another language because Funny. I just You're really powerful. felt like hurting myself. Um, I watched okay. a really beautiful movie from 2013 called Ida oh I heard of that yeah it's directed by Pavel Pavlikowski I think is how you say his name um who made that movie Cold War a couple years ago that was like very popular oh yeah with all the also in black and white yes all the ads in the theater where it was like one of the greatest love stories ever told and then there's a scene of this guy just slapping the yep. heck out of this woman literally the first thing I think about when I think about the movie Cold War every single time even though I also haven't seen it I know that trailer made an impression because I was like what <laughs> really I guess love's complicated love sure. is complicated it's like okay kind of an interesting choice to edit it like that <laughs> Uh, but Ida is his movie that he made before Cold War. I think it's the the one that he made right before it. Um, it is. It takes place in the sixties. It's also in black and white. Um, it takes place in the sixties in Poland, and it's about a young woman named Ida who um, is a nun. She was raised in a convent since she was a baby. She's she's pretty young in the movie. It's hard to tell exactly how old she is. I think she's probably roughly eighteen, um, and she is about to take her vows to become a nun permanently um, when her, the, uh, like, the convent basically asks her to get in contact with her last remaining family member, who is her aunt, who she's written to many times, we're told throughout her life to ask if she'll, like, come pick her up, and she never answers. So she boards a train, 
and she goes to visit her aunt who lives in Poland, but in another part of it. And through meeting her, she's this older woman named Wanda, who's like very cool and like very sexy. (laughs) And when Ida rolls up, like the first thing that we know about her is that like, she has a man over. (laughs) She was like hanging out. Um, And it turns out that she's actually a judge and she is, uh, she was like working politically to remove basically the fascists from government um, in Poland. And so Ida talks to her and they have a conversation where her aunt Wanda reveals to her that she um, was not given up willingly and she is actually Jewish and her entire family uh, was killed in the Holocaust. And so she obviously has a lot of questions about this and is like, so where are my parents buried? what do you know about it? And Wanda's like, nobody knows. Like, we just don't know. And so the two of them basically decide to embark on this journey to find out exactly what happened to their family, which is so Wanda's sister and um, Ida's parents. And so the rest of the movie is basically a road trip with the two of them kind of driving around to try and ask a ton of different people, like what they know and what happened and like put together the pieces um, and it's very sad, obviously, as you yeah. can maybe into it. Yeah. Um, but it's really beautifully shot. Like I think, I think that's probably what it's most well known for, both being in black and white, but also um, the f- framing of the shots is really um, unique in the sense that, like Ida is really frequently just like super isolated in the frame and like a small corner of it, and it's just mm-hmm. her in like a beautiful um you know like landscape or whatever and everything else fills up the screen and she's very very small in it Mm. and it's very sad and like very isolating uh but it's a really beautiful movie and it's like the relationship that she and her aunt form throughout this journey is like extremely beautiful Mm -hmm. and like also very like tortured because they're unearthing this like really terrible thing with each other basically um but it was like, I really liked it. I definitely, um, I felt like one of those movies where you're like, this is a little too smart for me. I've run into a couple of those lately where I'm like, yeah. Ooh, like Ooh. feeling a little uh, dummy. <laughs> yeah. Like there's definitely a lot going on there that I don't think I was picking up on. Um, but it, in general, it's kind of, it's both about Ida learning about her family and like Wanda learning about Ida and also about Ida's like kind of coming of age in this moment where she is spending all this time with this woman who's like so not religious and like so um you know she like goes out and she drinks and she like has sex with strangers and like is going you out to parties she's liberated she's liberated <laughs> if you will <laughs> like she like she gets a DUI in the during the course of the movie it's like she's, she's she's naughty <laughs> she's getting into trouble um and Ida like is very clearly she's just like I haven't experienced anything and I don't know like you know it basically starts to question whether or not she wants to take her vows um Mm. and decides to maybe live a little but it has like it has one of those endings where you're like oh what oh no what's happening you know kind of I don't want to say I don't want to say too much Mm. um but it is it's got it's got a couple of scenes that really made me go ah like oh my god that's like truly startling and beautiful um and sad oh, <laughs> very a very sad movie <laughs> beautiful and sad and truly does sound like in many ways actually a by the book road movie yeah totally because it's a lot of learning about yourself literally yeah, absolutely <laughs> literally learning about where you come from right like they're well not tra- yourself exactly like they're not traveling quite that far they're mostly just kind of driving back and forth between the same couple of locations but they're spending so much time on the road together and totally like counts. it totally counts. yeah I felt I was when it started I was like where's the road trip part and then it started and I was like here we are <laughs> we here we go the- we're in the car okay we're good the car um but yeah it was really beautiful it is streaming on one moment please oh, I believe yeah. Amazon I didn't you- look them up ahead of time like I usually do <laughs> um this is not a good movie that I'm about to reference probably far less good or quality than Ida but um you talking about Europeans finding out more about their families um in a road trip reminded me of a little uh slice of 
a certain time, Jonathan Safran Foer's book adaptation, <laughs> Everything is Everything Illuminated. Is illuminated. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Another movie that I forgot is a road movie. <laughs> yeah, I did too. And I, I'm now I'm like, oh, well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. there it is. <laughs> That's a road movie and I'm, kind of a mediocre movie. Yeah, I loved I it. As I did. Kid. Boy, did I too. It was a big yeah. Jonathan Zapper bower head. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like maybe, you know, how within generations, there's like many generations. I feel yeah. like- we're like the Jonathan Safran Foer micro generation. Yeah, it's like people within three years of each other all got yeah. really obsessed with everything is illuminated. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but so Ida, if you'd like to watch it, it's streaming on Tubi and Amazon, and you can rent it if you don't have either of those things. It's really they want you to see it. Uh, nice. Um, but yeah, it was great. The main actress who's in it, uh, Agatha. Serbokowska. I'm gonna guess it's a T-R-Z-E opener, so yeah. <laughs> challenging. Um, she plays Ida and she is like so captivating to look at. She has like beautiful, like dark brown eyes, I assume. Oh. Um, because it's in black and white, so I can't tell, yeah. but they're like she's so luminous, she's like hard to look away from. Um, yeah, that's Ida. Nice. Sounds Sad. beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> so many road movies are kind of I mean they're all pretty melancholic yeah um okay I'm gonna tell you about the next movie I watched that I'd never seen I mean I keep I only really watch two movies for this show but I'm gonna find a way to squeeze in one of my favorite movies of all time um but for the second movie that I hadn't seen this movie is a cool movie for cool people people cooler than me <laughs> i watched 1971's two lane blacktop which is considered a classic american road movie oh so i've never even heard of it it is directed by monty hellman who i'm not really familiar with his work but i think he this i think this is an, a pretty early one for him and then he went on to do some other movies with jack nicholson that got him uh big recognition but it's written by Rudy Wurlitzer who uh wrote Pat Garrett and Billy and the Kid um <laughs> Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid <laughs> no, Billy and the Kid <laughs> Pat, Billy and the Kid uh, <laughs> um and it stars James Taylor and uh Dennis Wilson from the oh. Beach Boys as the driver and the mechanic um all right got it <laughs> So the driver and the mechanic are two, again, just, I've never been attracted to James Taylor, but now I am like, I don't like his music, but oh my God, the two of them look so unbelievably beautiful. Um, They're two mysterious, silent, homespun heroes driving across country in a 55 Chevy that they've modified and customized for drag racing. And they silently travel across the country uh racing for money and they're pretty much all of the characters in the movie which are very few uh have totally like clandestine uh motives Mm -hmm. which I love because it has like that little like just a little dusting of magical surrealism in that way where I'm like what is everyone's purpose I don't need to know and that's exciting (laughs) Uh, it's mysterious or I know it's not magical realism, but it feels magical. Yeah, to totally. Um, so along their drive, they um, pick up a hitchhiker known as the girl, though really she picks them up because they're in a diner and then she just hops out of a van in the parking lot. We see through the window of the diner while the driver and the mechanic are eating. We see her hop out of a van and just open up their car and get in the back. And when they get in the car, they know that she's there. She's sitting in the back and they say nothing and they drive away. Um, (laughs) Wild. (laughs) Yep. Um, And they, the, they both start, they, the three of them start a romantic relationship, but again, they're all kind of quiet people. So um, the level to which they truly are connected beyond the driver and the mechanic who are truly such a powerful duo. Um, their their feelings about each other in relation to the girl are unclear until later um but yeah they all start a somewhat yeah sexual relationship kind of just 
are become a little team for a lot of the drive. And along the road, they are driving from west to east, actually, a little uncommon. Um, they run into Warren Oates. His character is known as GTO because he's yes. driving a brand spanking new 1970 Pontiac GTO, bright yellow. Um, and he is actually so Warren Oates is so, so funny. Cause he's like, you know, a really, it has that classic, um, do it yourself heroes, like kind of scruffy heroes and like rich guy villain who like has the gear, but no spirit, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he bought then, his way in. Exactly. And so that's the relationship that they start at. And actually oh, over the course of the movie, they, they kind of even Warren Oates kind of becomes part of their team, but mm -hmm. They initially meet this guy several times on the road and he's challenging them to race. Warren Oates is also clearly addicted to lying because we see him pick up a bunch of hitchhikers on the way and he's telling them different stories about what he's doing Amazing. every time and he won't shut up. It's so funny. Um, but they decide the mechanic, the driver and GTO decide to race to New York or Washington, DC for pink slips. And they do that by mailing the pink slips for both cars to Washington, D.C. And whoever gets there first gets both pink slips. Yes, dude. Oh, my God. Jenny, you will I gotta watch this movie. love this movie so much. <laughs> I There is good racing scenes in it. I'm going to keep it a little vague because it is not as cut and dry as that plan mm -hmm. that they set out to do is. Um, so, yeah, and then it, it has a little... Um, little flavoring of the hippie culture versus establishment culture um of easy rider in it only only a little bit though but um yeah uh they the relationship between the driver and the mechanic is so fascinating and yes. wonderful because again it is nearly entirely silent um but they work so so beautifully together <laughs> um it's it's amazing and again not knowing their motivations other than these boys just love to race yes. and they love that 55 chevy oh my god um at a certain point because they're both sleeping with the girl they uh tensions do start to arise um because she so she's actually an interesting character too because you kind of think of because of the age of this movie and actually her age, she's clearly supposed to be very young. Like I think the actress was 18 and she's looks like she is. You'd think that she is a character that has no agency, but because her motivation is also entirely different, which is also unknown to us. It's mm -hmm. seemingly is just to get in people's cars and like go anywhere and have a good time. Right. That, you know, at a certain point, she's clearly getting bored with them because their lives are all about the car um and she ditches them eventually <laughs> yeah exactly and just just as silently as she joined them it's like incredible slips away I yeah love exactly that. and when tensions rise between the mechanic and the driver you actually realize you're thinking oh maybe like oh is it is it going to be because of this third element that's come into their duo but um uh and I don't want to reveal too much but this I have to say this part of the do movie do it just say it at a certain point on along this long distance race, they, they run out of money. So they stop to do a drag race and, and, um, bet on it. And James Taylor, the driver says, Hey, like I've, I've set up a race and I bet all of the tools for money. Um, and Whoa. of course that's the mechanics power. Yeah. The and so that is where, and they're, they're like, they're impeccable at what they do and their car is amazing. So of course, if they win, they get the tools and the money. Um, and they do, I think I can't remember. You're just going to have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that is, it's a beautiful moment when you're like, oh no, really, truly the most important thing is the car and the tools, the tools. Oh, the I that love matter that. most. It's so beautiful. Again, this movie is way too cool for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, J James Taylor and Dennis Wilson. I'm like shocked. I'm just, <laughs> I'm shocked. 
their their clothes and their vibes oh, and their God. faces. It's just so good. Oh, two lane blacktop rules. Dude, road <laughs> movies are so sexy. It's so wild. It's so sexy. It's so sexy. Um, yeah, it is a it's a tight 102 minutes. Oh, um, yeah beautiful movie it was made for I mean I guess I don't know how inflation would work but it was an indie movie when it came out too and it says here on wikipedia that its budget was uh 800,000 it's a pretty it's a pretty beautifully simple movie um you're gonna love it I'm so psyched I'm so psyched to see it oh my god great Um, news (laughs) Lane blacktop is unfortunately not streaming anywhere you have to go back alley for this one okay we can make that happen (laughs) yeah exactly you gotta uh obtain it illegally and then go on the run yeah exactly hit the road uh yeah wow that sounds so exciting I also I can really see the more you described it the more I was like oh I can see why you would like ascribe the same quality of like magical realism even though it isn't literally that because it's so like symbol heavy and everybody is not not being honest about their motivations, but it doesn't really matter. Like you can figure it out. Exactly. I I guess like, because uh, I never went to film school and I don't know what (laughs) I'm talking about. Yeah. When I, it's not magical realism, of course, but when movies do have that element to them where I guess, like I said, where people's motivations are completely unexplained and also seem nonsensical to the average person, I guess that's just like a light surreal surreality <laughs> totally love it yeah oh god I love I don't movies. know what to call that but that I, perfect. I love when movies have that <laughs> yeah. I think it's one of the things that attracts me most to a movie definitely yeah I can definitely <laughs> see that as being you know part of the the Amanda uh catnip Amanda yeah. if you will yeah I mean most of my favorite movie as you know is wild at heart or one of my favorite movies a road movie a road movie yeah, it's on my list of favorite surreal. road movies yes <laughs> Oh my God. Um, Speaking of movies that you just love, the third movie I watched was a movie I'd seen before. And I was just like, I can't watch another foreign film. I just have to watch something that's nice because things are really stressful. And I'm just going to watch something that I love. And I watched Magic Mike XXL. I simply needed to. And it was a bomb and uh, wonderful. And if you haven't seen it, it's a road movie. Can I I tell you a secret? Please. I've never seen Magic Mike. The first one's fine. It's like not that interesting. The second one's way better. <laughs> That's what I hear. I hear it's XXL. Yeah. And you don't, I mean, the first one's totally great. Like it's a Steven Soderbergh movie. It's like competent. Channing Tatum's charming. It's whatever. Um, the second one is just like such a perfect document. <laughs> it's like, it's just. <laughs> document. It's a document. <laughs> it's so wonderful. And like loving and like it's just the most posy movie I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about it I was wondering when you said that you watched something that you really loved I was like did Amanda watch Magic Mike and I was like probably not but maybe there's always a chance I only watched those two movies but I'm going to squeeze in another movie that I don't I didn't need to rewatch because I've seen it recently totally. that I love very much but yeah I did gonna, not watch XXL I'm gonna do like a really fast summary because everybody knows it it's not it's not a secret movie this not everybody a secret knows movie. it we don't even know what our audience is it's <laughs> That's the radio true. you know you're right you're right I'm sorry That's very my, my so mommy sorry. probably like doesn't know well let me tell I'm gonna tell your mommy <laughs> <laughs> Magic Mike XXL movie that came out in 2015 a great year for road movies same year as a uh, Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> another great <laughs> road movie uh magic mike xxl is the sequel to magic mike a movie about channing tatum who is a male entertainer meaning he uh strips and and dances for money uh but his real dream is to make furniture and that's what the first movie is about second movie he has a successful furniture company um, but he gets a call from his old pals from when he used to do male oh, entertaining. Are they getting the gang back together? So he gets a call, but while he gets a call and one of them is like, you got to come here. Like Dallas is gone. Matthew McConaughey's character. And they like lure him home by telling him that Matthew McConaughey's character has died, <laughs> which 
to be clear, he has not. He is fine and he is not in the movie. <laughs> oh. uh, he has just gone away and there was just like a, a, a mean joke to get him to come visit again. Oh, mean. So then the gang indeed does get back together and they decide that they're going to go for one last ride. They're going to go mm. to the stripper convention at Myrtle Beach <laughs> for the last time. They're going to make some money and then get out of the game because they're all tired and they don't want to do it anymore and they're getting older. Yes. Yes. So they get into a frozen yogurt RV that one of them has decided that's what he's going to start doing after they're done stripping. He's going to yes. have a frozen yogurt business and they start making the drive up from Miami all the way up to Myrtle Beach. And it's just so nice. It's just a bunch of boys who are all the best of friends and they like to dance and they like to smile. And it's so cute. <laughs> And really I love it so much. And they like the smile. They really do. Um, wow. It's great. Okay. I like there's literally no notes. It's a perfect movie. <laughs> um, I have seen one scene from it, and it's the scene where they go into the convenience store and he's like, You have to make the the unhappy cashier smile. And it's the werewolf guy from True Blood. <laughs> yes. Um, and he does it to um, I want it that way yeah backstreet is that the backstreet boys yeah yeah no um and it's no yes yes <laughs> i don't know it is <laughs> yes. it's not it's not insane i know i get confused um, i got confused too and it's so yeah he does he goes into the convenience store and does a little dance and pours a bottle of water on his head and breaks open a um, bag of cheetos and the other thing about that scene which i don't think you get from just watching it is that they're all on molly <laughs> during it so they're all <laughs> like a little bit high <laughs> like the, it's just so sweet all of he's like doing his little dance and all of his friends are outside cheering and like banging on the windows because they're so excited for him oh god it's just and that is the energy of the entire movie <laughs> uh and I love when people realize that people when when movie makers realize that people would love to see a movie just like that we're just things it's are just nice great. it's just nice, <laughs> are it's, nice. Also it's about like, people who are friends <laughs> it's, it's about people who are friends it's also like it's all about like men as sex objects but like they have they also have agency like all it's entirely about like female pleasure at like <laughs> the male sex object and it's so yeah. charming it's like very it has like a lot of sex in it but it isn't um I don't know. It just is so, it's so nice. It's such a nice movie. And it does very, also, I really appreciate it. It does a lot of like nodding towards like drag and ball culture, which nice. like are a big part of stripping. And I just, I think it is a really thoughtful and lovely movie. And it's streaming on HBO if you need something nice to watch. Ooh, okay. I do need something nice to watch. Is it also Soderbergh? It's actually not. It's directed by this guy named Gregory Jacobs, who I guess is Soderbergh's like protege or he's not his protege but he like he works with him he's done like um he's done like cinematography for him and assistant directing I think wow so I he's wonder like, if he's cool yeah he hasn't done any other movies except uh nothing. he hasn't done like anything he did a movie called Windchill in wow, 2007 what a funny guy like I'm sorry I'm judging his face and being no like, he's a funny looking face and I'm like oh for a movie that um gets it as much as magic Mike. not what you'd expect he he has like a little bit of like a paul hollywood vibe visually <laughs> you know? totally, totally. Oh, wow. um, yeah not absolutely not what i was expecting either when I clicked yeah on that. from a yeah. movie that like respects like uh dragon ball <laughs> it's, yeah it's pretty it's pretty stunning i don't really know what happened i don't know i don't know who came together to make this movie um <laughs> But it's really great. It has like a really fun cast. Like Jada Pinkett Smith is in it as a supporting character. Um, Donald Glover's in it for a second. It's like very cute. Andy McDowell's in it for a second. So weird. (laughs) So cute. I love it. Yeah, it's a great flick. Um, Really quick, I have to dive into another movie that is, I think maybe a little less of a feel good. It is a feel good movie, but it's got some sad parts. Um, This is another one of my favorite movies a road movie and a David Lynch movie, just like Wild at Heart. I'm here to tell you and talk about um, the straight story from 1999. Yes, tell me. This movie is truly so, it's like a solid gold special sweet nugget. Um, 
It's our, it's it's a Disney movie that David yes. Lynch did. Uh, it's yes. A, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Sorry. Keep the going. The live action movie that is also based on a true story um, about Alvin Strait, who is a man who found out that his estranged brother um, had fallen very ill and they're both quite elderly and he can no longer drive a car. So he decides to outfit his riding mower to take the track to see his brother um and this happened in real life it is so sweet and so beautiful alvin Strait is played by richard farnsworth who um spent most of his hollywood career as actually a stunt guy um but he has a really really recognizable face uh i think oh yeah that's right he's in misery as mm. the sheriff who shows up to try to help and uh oh <laughs> wrong house uh, <laughs> don't go there but um he is so another another movie that has a beautiful sense of quiet to it um it doesn't say more than it has to and it has the a lot of scenes have a lot of silence in them that speak very loudly um alvin Strait is clearly just a really patient kind person and that little bit of just patience and kindness goes so far in a world where there's not a lot of space for that anymore where people don't exhibit that as much um so yeah on his road trip he he runs into many people and changes their lives for the better his daughter is played by Sissy Spacek. So we're going yes. full circle here. <laughs> um, and she's wonderful. Her name is Rose. And um, his brother that he's going to see is played by Harry Dean Stanton. Oh, God. Uh, the straight story is so, so, so beautiful. Um, gorgeous sweeping shots of um, farmland out west. And it has like a one piece of like classical score that was done for it that is gorgeous and plays over and over again in the movie um i cannot recommend enough the straight story yes streaming on (laughs) disney plus um and it looks like you can also rent it from several places if you don't have disney plus amazing I'm so excited. I've, I remember what you told me about that when you watched it not too long ago and I forgot. And I'm so glad that you have reminded me because it sounds so lovely. You're going to love it. I mean, I don't think there's anyone out there who wouldn't love it. Um, I I'm curious about who, who adapted the story into uh, a script because, Oh, of course we got Angelo Badalamenti doing oh, the music. Of um, course. Yeah. It's uh Oh, so that's right. Alvin Strait drove from Iowa to Wisconsin on a lawnmower. Wow. It's a long way to go. <laughs> yep. I know. <clears throat> um, it's really beautiful. Go check it out. I love road trip movies. It's like, they're not all, um, they're, they're, there are many that are just kind of a joy and like pretty lovely but there are so many that also have like a great powerful tinge of melancholy to them because mm-hmm. it is such a I don't know there's something about taking a journey that is always going to have you know your ups and your downs yeah exactly <laughs> it truly is it's very by the book road movie in that way yeah um so the one of the it was adapted into a script by two people um one of whom was Mary Sweeney who I guess was very briefly married to David Lynch but they oh. are longtime collaborators um and she also helped write Twin Peaks yes. and Lost Highway oh yes Holland Drive amazing so really capable people all hell yeah <laughs> oh, god there's so many great road movies we'll probably have to do a sequel to this one too we absolutely have to do a sequel Jenny so and good I want to ask you before yes. we have to go you're on a road trip for in a road movie what mm-hmm. is your car Ooh, that's a great question definitely something that you could fit a lot of stuff in but that's kind of small and speedy yeah like I love I, I love the You're idea the main character in a road trip movie <laughs> yeah totally I'm definitely like not looking for um honestly I love the visual of a convertible but it feels very uncomfortable to me mm-hmm. so honestly it's cliche because it's what I drive but Super Forester, baby. Forester is just a great road trip car. I think early aughts, 
champagne colored Subaru Foresters need more screen time and representation. I agree. <laughs> I strongly agree. There's definitely them. sexier cars. But <laughs> no, but like, I don't know, but that's the thing is oh, movies make certain things sexy that it's weren't true. sexy before. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have always wanted an AMC Eagle and oh, that yes. would be it. That's a great answer also. <laughs> There's so um, many great cars to hit the road with. So many great cars, so many great road movies. Folks, this has been Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. It's been a pleasure. We will see you um, in July. You sure will. See you then. See you then. Bye.